strength does not come from what you can do. It comes from overcoming the things you once thought you couldn't. And along with that, strongest people I know have definitely overcome a lot over the years. That's why you, uh, you know, when you have kids, you, some of them are more resilient than others, but some of them don't realize that when they become adults, that they become much stronger people as they go. You know, <clears throat> I once saw a picture of, uh, it, it was kind of a cartoon picture of people, and there was a kid with like an arrow in its arm or whatever, and an adult consoling the child with about a hundred arrows right in its back. You know, just kind of an image that portrayed the difficulty you're having when you're a kid. Somebody who has gone through much greater and bigger things is consoling you even though your difficulty is even one one-hundredth of what they have gone through. And we run into that a lot. But uh, overcoming? Let me tell you, there's no better, no better feeling than overcoming something that took endurance and, and that was difficult. And let me tell you, man, makes for a good life some of those difficulties. A lot of times the problems don't happen to us, they happen for us. And uh, no time better than the present to realize that, I guess. Anyway, welcome to the Poultry Homestead Podcast. I love that you folks are here today. I appreciate you listening. A lot going on at home. <clears throat> Speaking of difficulty, had some interesting situations yesterday. Yesterday, uh, I made a podcast, I got home, did some stuff. My wife and I were talking, you know, we better get that pool ready before we leave, just in case it warms up enough that somebody would want to jump in there and take a little dip, which I have my doubts that that's even going to come close to happening looking at the forecast. But you want to get your chemicals right for a week or two before you ever even think about jumping in, you know? Anyway, yesterday, I have a big tarp over the pool. And uh, it, it catches water all year, which is what it's meant to do. Uh, it holds the tarp down, and then the wind comes along. And in Minnesota, where we're at, there's tremendous wind, and uh, it just frickin' blows. I mean... And that tarp blows, and we're sick of the tarp, and it's just, it's a hell of a deal. But anyway, so I'm draining the tarp, just about to take the, the pool cover off. And the wind's coming from the northeast, and you know those, uh, what do they call them, a dust devil or a dirt devil or whatever? It's like a miniature tornado. It comes across the field, picks the dust and the dirt up, and it goes along. Well, anyway... A bunch of those started hitting our place like one right after the other, which is no big deal. But the field last year was corn. And when you plow up a cornfield, you've got a bunch of corn silks in the field. And those dust devils were picking up 
hundreds of thousands of corn silks as they were going along and bringing them, you know, a couple hundred feet up into the air or whatever. And just littering our fucking property with these goddamn corn silks. And the cover, you know, in the pool, I was cleaning the leaves out and doing all that stuff. And next thing you know, I come outside and the frickin' cover's full of goddamn corn silks. And uh, my wife looked at me and said, I don't know if we should uncover the pool. And I said, you're right. We shouldn't uncover the pool if this is going to be going on, because crap. I mean, who wants to clean a hundred billion corn silks out of their pool when they just uncover it? I mean, I got to get that thing vacuumed and cleaned up and spit shine before next weekend. I don't really have to. I just want to, I guess. But anyway, I was just plain pissed off. You know, because I'm like, I can't do anything. Seems like lately a lot of the projects and a lot of the stuff we're doing around the homestead, you know, I mean, we landscaped the yard last year. We get a puppy and the puppy's frickin' digging up every frickin' piece of landscaping we got. And as much as you scald it, there's holes in the yard, there's this, there's that. I got, I mean, I could literally run around all day with a five gallon pail of dirt and fill up holes in that piece of the yard, you know, so, you know, that's one thing. And then all of a sudden the landscaping goes, and then now the dust devil's coming across and gonna fill your pool full of corn silks and just really hammering away at us. But then, you know, I got to thinking. I just kinda took the hoses, I quit draining the top of the pool cover. I thought, not the time, maybe. Maybe God's telling me that today is not the day. So what I did is I hooked up the pool filter and all that stuff and made sure it didn't leak and whatever, and I think it's looking pretty good. But man, I was just down in the dumps about it and kind of upset. But then later, you know, a couple hours, my uh, my wife and daughter took and, and uh, went and rode horses, did their thing, and I just kind of relaxed and just chilled in the moment and uh, came to grips that, you know what, there's just some stuff you can't control, but you really need to pick how you're gonna respond to it. And I thought, well, instead of what I wanted to do is I wanted to throw everything across the yard, kick my shoes off, say fuck it, and move up north with, uh, in a camper and just be a hermit the rest of my life. I was so mad. But at the end of the day, I started doing chicken chores and I started doing quail chores and, you know, kind of doing therapy and talking to my wife and daughter and just having a good night. And I thought, you know what? I wouldn't give this up for the world. Even though there is difficulty, even though I get plenty pissed off at stuff like that, there's, there's plenty of things we can just, you know, it's just minor problems. No big deal. Let's get on with her, huh? So, had a good night, and at the end of the day, life was good. Um, but I do have one thing that I was going to bring up on the podcast here that today's podcast is actually supposed to be about instead of me going off about dust devils. Uh, we butchered our quail yesterday, 
And what I did is I scun them. I did not leave the feathers on. I just didn't feel like plucking that much. And plus plucking takes a lot longer. And when they're quail, you know, I just thought, well, skinning them. And there was seven that I had to butcher. I went in there, got her done because uh, I should have, the only hindsight that I wish I had is I wish I would have put Rocky in with the girls three weeks ago and then butchered the other quail right away three weeks ago. Uh, the reason I wish I would have done that is because the males in the last week and a half, two weeks, have really been beating the shit out of each other. And uh, they haven't been eating much because they've been beating the shit out of each other so much. I mean, they've been making each other bleed and everything else. So uh, those of you raising quail might be a good idea to do it in the seven week uh, column because they were just as big then as they are now. And uh, my hens have started, I, I wanted to wait till the hens were laying eggs, but you know, the males start getting their hormones going and when the hens are laying eggs and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it didn't take long at all. I mean, the skin comes off so easy. The feathers come off so easy. If you do it all fresh, uh, I used to hunt birds and by the time you got to cleaning the birds, they were kind of cold and the skin didn't come off as easy. Um, but when you're doing it all warm and everything, and to be honest with you, the waste that I had from the quail, seven quail barely fit in the bottom of a five gallon pail. I mean, it was it hardly even noticed, noticeably there. Um, it was not too messy. Uh, I did have a pail of water that I could just kind of wash my hands off and another pail of water to kind of dip the, the carcasses in when I was done. And uh, things worked out pretty well. So I, uh, I got the freezer with seven quail in it and uh, we'll be uh, firing up the grill one of these days and uh, bacon wrapping some quail and having a good old time with that. So I'm excited about that. Um, but the quail were good and mature when I did it. But like I said, uh, these Jumbo Caternix quail, I wish I would have done them at about seven weeks, the males. Um, just because I wouldn't have had to feed them for an extra three weeks. Because, you know, they probably ate half a bag of food in that amount of time. Uh, which I wouldn't have had to pay for. And, um, but, you know, I mean, it's all a learning adventure. It's all a learning adventure. So anyway, that's uh, about the only thing that I have to say about that. It was really easy. Uh, there's plenty of YouTube videos to show you how to butcher quail. And uh, Rocky and the females are looking excellent. Uh, yesterday we got four quail eggs, so I'm really excited about that. Um, Rocky is the most cordial, beautiful rooster that I have ever seen in my life. He is the most beautiful rooster. Uh, even though he was the smallest, he had the hardest time hatching and all those things, he is really polite to the ladies and he is a very beautiful quail. So I'm really glad we kept him and he is our suitor for the ladies. So anyway, pretty excited about all that. Uh, another thing, uh, we'll be going on vacation next week, so I'm not going to hear much of a podcast for me tomorrow. Hoping to make a podcast about prepping your place for a farm sitter. And uh, the rest of you, if you want to connect, Ziggy underscore 519 at yahoo.com. Also, Instagram. I have like 11 billion Instagram buddies. If you go on my account, it probably only says like 400 and something, but I just can't even believe how many Instagram people there is. 
that, that have connected here. Um, thank you very much, by the way, and I appreciate all of you. So, for good listening today, and uh, to, I, I, I do, however, apologize for a little bit of the uninspiring of this story, but I had to bring to light that, you know, I, I am not a perfect person. I do not live a perfect life, and I do tend to screw up sometimes, uh, like I did with the quail butchering that should have happened three weeks ago. But, love you all. Talk to you later. Anyway, have a good one.